Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's Serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good, Kate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good too, to be honest. It was pretty warm last night, I have to say now. I wasn't enjoying the humidity. It's been very warm the past few days. Well, I say that. Yesterday, it was freezing cold in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had like a fluffy jumper on and then I had to run training and all of a sudden, mid-training, I suddenly <laughs> realised really I was hotter than the sun. <laughs> and I had to try and, because I was the only person running the training, so I had to try it. Mercifully, I was not on video, but I had to try and like navigate taking my jumper off whilst having headphones on as my like way of as using them as a microphone. It was, and I ended up sitting with my jumper off my arms and stuff but just hanging around my neck because i had no way of taking it fully off without completely rather than just saying sorry guys give me one sec just gotta take my jumper off before i pass out and die (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) sorry guys give me one sec there yeah cool great i'm back (laughs) i mean i could have i could have put myself on mute for like three seconds did that enter my head in the minute no because i just went into panic mode which was just making me warmer so it was it was a time oh yes it has been very warm (laughs) i just find it's like when i go to bed it's an okay temperature but then like i wake up at like 5 a.m i'm like why is it so warm (laughs) it's weird I need some more of those thunderstorms to come and cut the air. Mm. Agreed. Although it has it has felt quite thundery today, at least. I woke up kind of headachey, and normally, normally I find that's a good indicator that it's vaguely thundery or something like that because there's a lot of like pressure. Mm-hmm. And like a total sociopath. But you also had a migraine earlier, so maybe there is something in here. Yeah, so I was saying I've also been like quite headachey. So I like I wonder is it like coming? Is that is it? Because like, cause I think we're, I think we're like kind of near enough the same height. Because you're up like quite high as well. Like house-wise. <laughs> I thought so I you like, meant like personally-wise. And I was like, no. what has your height, like if you're 5'7", or, or in a round that you and feel also, those two headaches? We're definitely not the same height-wise. Like you're definitely taller <laughs> than me. like, what? I'm very short. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I feel like... Our, I think our homes are probably at the same height in the world. Mine okay. might be a little bit higher than yours, but I don't think it's that much higher. So I wonder is like the pressure. I'd say the pressure affects us the same way in weather-wise. Jesus, this topic really got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it did, butcher. These these things happen. What else do we do on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, talk shite and talk about crisps, seemingly, which everybody agreed with our crisp selections as representation of proper Irish culture. Um, the only other one that was called out by the lovely Maeve was Burger Bites. Jesus, I haven't had Burger Bites in years, and that's saying something, because like, I'm not that old. I feel like I'm not really a fan of them. I definitely had them when I was younger and the only thing I remember is they like the thing is like you can't eat loads of them at the same time because they're so like round and thick they are it's exactly what they are (laughs) no they're round thick crisps they're like they're just a sphere I feel I always 
felt like they used to just kind of taste like an oxo cube like a beef oxo cube which i mean i think they're supposed to be like beef flavor crisps it's really specific as in like have you ever eaten a full beef oxo cube no but my granddad used to be really weird and like make quote-unquote soup out of oxo cubes and he would always use a beef one no i feel like that's what they remind me of See, because Burger Bites used to be made by Sam Spuds, but now they're made by Tato. Everything is made by Tato. Which? Every single thing is made by Tato. I think I remember, I think, I don't think I've ever had them since Tato took them over. I think I only ever used to have them the old way. Do you want to hear the most, like, controversial, I feel, we should just become a crisp bloody podcast at this stage. More on that in a minute. Um, So, did you know that Tato now also make King? Oh, yes, I did know that. Like, the, the absolute scandal. But they still don't taste, this, this, like, they still taste different. Like, they still have their different, like, flavourings yeah. on them. Which I think King is obviously tastes different. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look up on taquitos.net with the, our series about snacks, they say that oh, burger okay. bites are these corn-based snacks were shaped sort of remotely like tiny little hamburgers with a dense cheese puff sort of consistency. They tasted pretty good with a nice tanginess mixed in with the corn taste, but they didn't really taste like beef or hamburgers. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Fair. Yep. In fairness, I've not, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a pack of burger, burger bites. Oh my God, taquitos.net. The web just got less useful taquitos.net <laughs> oh my god love it <laughs> sorry just all the text out of this now <laughs> so how's your week been kp uh yeah it's been fine just working nothing overly exciting how's work and like and in saying that like work's gone dead like we are very dead lately i don't know if that's because well no because it got kind of dead last weekend and masks weren't like mandatory, mandatory at that stage. And it was still quite dead, but the weather has been quite nice as we've previously discussed about five minutes ago. So <laughs> I do, like, I wonder if people aren't going to shopping centres because it's quite nice, which, you know, like, I don't really mind, but now it's it's gotten back to the whole, like, very quiet and then it was like you can kind of pass the time all right when it's dead but like when it's dead and it's also warm in the center and you also have to wear your mask even though there's like no customers around it's kind of like i don't want to be here anymore (laughs) yeah i i feel yeah it seems to be i don't know what's going on it seems like most people at least in my work and i know also in brefneys everyone seems to have taken this week as holidays so i don't know if people have gone off down well, the country maybe. and hopefully haven't gone outside the country but that's a totally different topic um so maybe that's why there just aren't as many people in dublin yeah maybe i have to say like the past two weeks ish maybe there was a lot of people coming in to buy like clothes for holidays like shorts and t-shirts and stuff especially for the kids and yeah but there was one woman who she made it seem like she was going foreign, but I don't think she was. So, like, we have an extended return policy of 45 days because you can't try anything on the store for obvious reasons. And yeah. she was like, well, how am I supposed to? I was like, you can buy both and then just return the one that doesn't fit. And she was like, well, we're going on holidays for three weeks. And I'm like, cool, three weeks is less than 45 days. <laughs> I was like... AP has no time for your bullshit questions. 
I was like, handy that, isn't it? I was like, you can still go on your three-week holiday and come back and still be able to return those shorts for the full value. Wow. <laughs> she was like, we're going away. And I was like, as in like, away, away? Away, away. Because you should not be going away, away. Oh. But yeah, maybe. Sure, I haven't really been in this week. I was in one day, then off for two days, then I'm in for two days, and then I'm off for a week. So that'll be... Woo-hoo. So that'll be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see what it's like. How did that cobweb get there? I hoovered that yesterday. Sorry, I'm looking at my corner corner of my room, and there's now a massive cobweb in the corner. But like, I hoovered that entire corner yesterday. That's not good. No, not good at all. I don't know why. Stupid spiders. Anyway, yeah, that was my week. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It was my mum's birthday at the weekend, and we had a barbecue, which was lovely. Lovely. Um, she got the most glorious lemon and raspberry cheesecake as her birthday cake after Mm. vehemently saying she did not want any form of a cake that had to go in the fridge because space was a premium she opted for a cheesecake um i mean of course if there's anything not your more (laughs) mum, honestly so that was quite comical um but no yeah it's been fine work is actually kind of quiet this week which i'm very grateful for it's been a fairly stressful few weeks and i booked my tickets for tato park yay i'm buzzing for you to go to tato park because like i've been i'm so intrigued have you been before no oh this is even more exciting i've been like two times now and like i feel like i only need to go to tato park maybe like once a year or once every like two years so like i'm pretty i'm pretty vibing for you to go to see what you see what you think i'm so intrigued because like with the exception of going to Disney parks and Universal, like I don't really go to like other theme parks. Like that's generally not really like my vibe. Yeah, I'm a Disney it's snob. Very, I'll hold my hands it's also up. it's also very much because where we live, like it's not yeah. very easy. Like we could go to Alton Towers, but it's not very easy for us to get there because we don't drive. And so, but like. I'd quite like, I don't mind going to Alton Terrace. Like, I've been to Alton Terrace quite a few times for, like, family holidays and stuff. But it's very difficult to get to if you can't drive. And same for, like, Thorpe, which is in, like, London. Like, they're very difficult to get to. So, like, uh, it's just, it's not the easiest thing for us to do. But, you know, keep it local. Stay with the crisps. And someone got, someone got stabbed out of the UK theme parks in the past week or so. Jesus. Which why? was bloody mental. I think they were stabbed. I don't know. The theme park writer did a whole episode about, I want to say, Thorpe Park. Again, I'll put the episode in the show notes. I think it was Thorpe Park. The mega scandal happened. But yeah, I'm really excited. We're going for, it's Breffney's oldest niece's birthday. And they have like a family annual pass. They bloody love Tato Park. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to feel about all the rides. Breffney has already said he's not really going to go. He's definitely said he's not going on Kilcullen. Which I'm not entirely shocked. I just, but it's outside. Yeah, but it's still a roller coaster. If I if I can give any form of advice, it's really not that bad. Okay. Like what for Breffney, would you it's compare really it to? not that bad. Like oh, a very watered down version of Big Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the only thing is is because it's a wooden coaster, it's not rickety. Rickety is the wrong word because it's a very stable built coaster. But yeah. wooden coasters just give off a slightly different vibe when you're on them. But like, yeah. it doesn't go upside down. Like, it's very spaced out. 
it's not that long of a ride. Like I'd I'd put it a big thunder, but like nowhere near as it's like not extreme. What's the word I'm looking for? Intense. Nowhere near as intense as Big Thunder. Personally now. But it is it is it is a good coaster. I don't know, maybe yeah, you I'm go excited. on it. I you can definitely go on it. Um <laughs> I have the case um, approval. But yeah, maybe you go on it and then you tell him. But like, yeah. honestly, I it's it's definitely one of the more calmer coasters that I've ever been on. But the fact that it's yeah. a wooden coaster is also very cool. Yeah. I know, I'm really excited. I'm excited to see what the rides are like. Because again, I know absolutely nothing about Tater Park. I'm mm-hmm. intrigued to see what the food options are like. Um, because oh, I've I have no never idea. Got the food there how much it i'm probably going to bring food with me just in case because i don't know how well a theme park in the middle of longford is going to cater for vegetarians i, would I don't also know bring around food because i don't know do they have like the food stalls like open i think so from what i could see on their website anyways i think i think they do like open. twisted taters like they do in universal oh, that i want that i, that I, I want yeah but i don't think i've ever tried them I mean, you have to get some form of potato-based product when you're in Tato Park, right? Mm, indeed. The only sad thing, though, I think, is that they don't give you free crisps when you leave anymore. I oh, think they stopped that. that. Yeah. I'm probably still going to buy like... a pack when I'm there, just for the sake of <laughs> buying them. With the upcharge so. of, like, two fifty. <laughs> hey, so I buy stupid shit in DLP all the fucking time. Oh, you know, I'm not I'm arguing with you. I'm just stating God. facts. <laughs> so, yeah. So next week, Kate's going to take a full week off, also from podcasting. So me and Brett yes. will be coming at you with a review of Tato Park. So who, who honestly, knows what that's going to be like? I'm buzzing for it. I'm so excited. Not only to hear your opinion as like an absolute Disney nerd, but to hear Brefney's opinion from like the driest aspect of the world. Like I just want him to really come at it and just like say it for what it is. Cause like yeah. some of the stuff, man, he's gonna have a field day. I just know it. <laughs> I'm so excited. So that'll be that'll be next week's episode. More more crisp related conversation because that's that's just what we do now. Yes, indeed. I'm very excited. <laughs> I am here for it. So, on that note, shall we get on with a bit of news? Yes, news! So, first up on the news, we have a little bit of DLP info for y'all. The DLP photo pass is no longer allowing guests who aren't wearing masks on the rides to have their ride photos. So it's actually quite comical. You get to the end of your ride and you go to look at your ride photos and there's just this big blurred screen with a big fucking lock on it that's like, not for you. <laughs> so I know I we mentioned so last... Much. Yeah, we mentioned last week that Walt Disney World were doing this and the DLP have also taken it up. Um, so no masks, no photo, which I can't argue with. I think it's a great policy. And like because they're only loading people either in groups of families who are going together or in a single person because there's not enough room to social distance on a lot of DLP rides, then it's pretty easy. No mask, no photo. I agree. And it's it's something that I've seen a lot online where people are like, anytime DLP post anything to do with mask policy or anything going on in the park and people are like, but what about this? Like, I have this health issue and I can't wear a mask or I'm claustrophobic and I can't wear a mask like these are all things that I've seen and it, people have been saying it to the likes of ED92 and DLP report as well and everyone's just like verbatim response is their policy is that you wear a mask if you cannot wear a mask for any reason don't go move your yeah. trip cancel your trip 
because you cannot commit. There are no exceptions. DLP don't to be to put it very bluntly. DLP don't give a shit as to why you can't wear a mask. If you can't wear a mask, you can't go to DLP, and that's it. Yeah, it's very much one of the situations where the fact that DLP don't care is actually a good thing. Like yeah. they're just kind of like, look, if you can't do it, you can't come, and that's kind of it. Like they're a privately owned company; it's private property. It's not an essential journey. It's not an essential thing to do. You're going to have like free time or vacation time or something like that like it's not essential it's not needed if for some reason you can't wear a mask you just can't go and that's just the end of it it's not going to be forever it's definitely it's like it's not going to be permanent like there's just it's not going to be for the rest of your life just while this is currently happening and while disney are still trying to you know make money so that they can still turn around profit this is just what they have to do and it's not their problem that you can't wear a mask which is kind of unfortunate, but then also kind of not. So you just have to kind of just deal with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but sure. People, people will find a reason to whinge about everything, eh? Yeah, especially when it comes to Disney. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on an equally, I feel like an equally interesting note we had an extra little bit of news around some of the parking measures and some of the things that DLP are doing to become a bit more a bit more green in the world shall we say so the Disneyland Paris parking area has now had solar panels built in on top so basically they've put in these big massive roofs over the car parking spaces that are all solar panels and it's in conjunction with a company called I think they're called Urban Solar and yeah it's a way it should help provide shade for the cars and solar energy by 2023 so i mean that's pretty cool like it's something they definitely didn't have to do no especially like for dlp (laughs) exactly but i mean it makes sense it means that when you go back to your car hopefully it won't be quite as warm as if it was just left baking in the open heat yeah um, i don't know if any of you have ever tried to get in a car after it's been like out in the French heat in like the middle of summer, but oh my God, you think you're going to die. <laughs> but especially if your car has like leather seats, like it's just going to break in the air. So if you... It's just, it's not pleasant at all. Like you, like I remember the last time we went to France for a holiday, we were getting back in the car and I had to like put down all the windows before I got in because I was like, it's, it's too, too hot no <laughs> no bueno thank you <laughs> so yeah DLP is getting a bit more green yeah I have no segue I'm sorry then moving on to AP privilege tickets which we talked about a few weeks ago to do with the whole if you have an annual pass holder that allows you to get privilege tickets or family tickets we had this whole discussion about like how, how are they doing it if they're being sent to you and all this sort of stuff well Thank you, DLB report. The privilege tickets are going digital, <laughs> brackets, sort of, from July 27th. AP holders can reserve privilege tickets for guests via the AP portal, then pay and pick them up at the Walt Disney Studios ticketing windows. Um, but the AP holder must be present, which fixes my whole issue, which I had the other week where I was like, just buy me tickets and I'll go. So yeah, so once connected, the Magic Plus or Infinity Pass holder will be able to select the date of visit and the quantity of privileged tickets desired, subject to availability, obviously. Um, A confirmation of the reservation will be sent by email. The booking confirmation must be presented at the counters of the Walt Disney Studios Park by the annual pass holder. 
in order to purchase their privilege tickets, valid only on the day of purchase, which is the same as always. Um, so yeah, the annual pass holder must be present at the counter during the transaction. If the annual pass holder wishes to visit the Disney parks with his, his companions, oh, he, <laughs> he must book his visit via the online booking platform. So basically, you have to book ahead of time, but then you also have to be in person to collect the tickets when you go. But the same rules apply for how many tickets you're allowed to do with your pass and all that sort of stuff. And also the presentation of annual pass is mandatory to buy privilege tickets. A temporary annual pass does not allow you to buy these tickets. So like if you ended up having a temporary pass and you needed to go get your official one, you would have to go into the park by yourself, go get your pass and then come back out and then let your friends in. Yeah. Again, I, I feel like all of that makes sense. I'm glad they came out and clarified because I really was like, what's stopping you buying tickets, getting them posted to you and then giving them to me? I was like, because yeah. you wouldn't have to be with me to physically get into the park. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And um, people are sneaky. Like me. Twitly <laughs> <laughs> <Twitting> mustache. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, the clarification about AP privilege tickets. If any of you are going and were um, wondering about that. Fabulous. So some other clarifications that Disney made over the past week. So we spoke quite extensively last week about the various different magic shots that are available in DLP. Well, it seems like guests were confused as to what the hell these were. So what DLP has done in the past week... Too much magic for them to handle. Honestly. So what (laughs) DLP have done is they have created like little like sample photos of what this shot will look like when it shows up in your PhotoPass app and they've put those beside the PhotoPass photographer so the example that we have here from DLP report is of a couple sitting on a bench and then stitches in between them Um, I know there's also a Remy one that you can get over by Plaster Remy and there's the various different ones that we spoke about last week so if you see a photographer and they're just kind of in a random spot there should be a little board beside them that shows you what your magic shot will look like because clearly people were confused i mean i think it's good if you are used to the absolute crappy photo fast experience of disneyland paris prior to date i would also be confused as to why there was someone actively taking photos <laughs> like why do you want a picture of me sitting on this blue bench huh so yeah, makes sense. I do have to say I've seen a lot of people posting their magic shots on like Facebook groups and on Instagram, and they're all really cool. Like there's the balloon one outside the castle, and I'm like, damn, I want that. That one's so cool. Yeah. It's at like exactly the right angle. It's like they actually tried. It's like they're actually trying. I can't believe it. I can't believe DLP are actually trying and we're and we're not there. <laughs> it's really upsetting to be honest. But anywho, uh, just a little quick shout out for some characters. Bo Peep was with Jesse the other day in the production courtyard selfie spot. So it has just been Jesse and Woody for a few days, but it's nice to see that Bo Peep is back. We haven't seen her since that Toy Story playdates thing that they had. How many years ago that was? Yeah, when she was like, they were like, hey, boom, gone, bye-bye. Um, but yeah, she's she's looking pretty good and it's, it's nice that they're putting out some more not rare characters because she's not that rare but you know what I mean like it's nice that they're turning them around especially with like selfie spots and stuff because like what's the harm 
Yeah, and the, I only sent in the screenshot of the Jesse one. I meant to send in other screenshots. But so at Meet Mickey this week, it has been that you could meet Mickey, Goofy, and Donald up on the stage, but they have also included the Chipmunks have been there. Scrooge was there during the week. I think this morning they had Minnie and Daisy with Mickey. So they've been kind of altering characters there. And then over, you know, over by the old mill, you know, that little character spot. I think they're using. Down. Down the, Down the very far back or closer? Closer. So kind of between the old mill and the princess pavilion. I know the one you're talking about. It's like, it's like a whole greenery area. Yeah. So that kind of area, I think they're also using that as a selfie spot. And from what I could see, I think DLP report said today anyways, they've been swapping between Tigger, Geppetto and Pinocchio. Excellent. So they're putting out some more obscure characters as well. Yeah, like it, it's good. I know that like even people seeing like the more classic characters, they've been really happy. Like people are absolutely loving Daisy and her gazebo. Like as soon as you come in, yes. like she's like absolutely owning the park. People are loving it. And yeah, and I know I was listening to um oh, I was listening to Discover TLP, their newest episode, and Nick was really, really unhappy with the fact that the uh, Princess Pavilion had just been turned into like a walkthrough. He was like, "What's the point?" And I almost had like a conversation with my phone that was like, "Nick, this is absolutely amazing." <laughs> I was like, "Why would you not want to do this?" <laughs> so yeah, like I think even like the little photo spots with like the chair and all that sort of stuff—they're actually pretty yeah, cute. And cute. to be fair to DLP, I actually think they're doing everything they possibly could. I really don't think they're fucking this up. I think they're actually doing a pretty good job at it. And as the guys said on their podcast as well, like they are definitely doing better than Walt Disney World. At, Agreed. Like queuing and like, I know it's very hard to, um, what's the word? Police social distancing because people are still going to be people. But I think incorporating the whole selfie spots thing and it just, everything does seem to be moving quite smoothly. So, you know, props to DLP when they deserve it, which isn't often. Exactly. (laughs) And speaking of props to DLP, so tweet from DLP reports. So the latest TA Connect attendance 2019 report is out and good old little DLP is still the number one attraction within Europe and it is number 14 worldwide so, and poor poor Walt Disney Studios is fourth in Europe and then 23rd worldwide which I think 23rd worldwide for Walt Disney Studios is not horrific I have to I have to say so for DLP they had just under 10 million vis- 10 million guests last year which is a bit mental to be honest it was slightly down off last year so they had nine million seven hundred and forty five thousand now obviously that's a rounded number and then following that we have europa park in germany and de efteling i'm gonna go with that in um, the netherlands and then walt disney studios park which had five thousand five million sorry not five thousand that would be really sad five thousand five million two hundred forty five thousand so what kind of beat disneyland park anyways with regards to worldwide is unsurprisingly four other disney parks 
for the Disney parks and many other Disney parks. I was like, so, four. I was like, Sinead, they're all there. <laughs> so the top three are Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California. We have Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea. Tokyo's bloody smashing it. And then Isn't Universal it crazy Studios. That both, sorry, go on. Isn't it crazy that both Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, and Universal Studios come before any other um, Walt Disney World park that isn't Magic Kingdom? It's mad. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely mad. So, yeah, I think I think that's quite good for DLP. I'm very proud of DLP. Right, to be honest, I'm also proud of Walt Disney Studios Park for making it on the list. Yeah, and in fairness, DLP had just on just around 100,000 less guests than Disney's California Adventure, which I find truly shocking. I mean, look, you gotta, come on. Gotta take your win where you can. Our poor little DLP. We're just, it's just trying. It's she's, just doing the best doing it can. She's, 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 she's chugging good. along. Look, soon yeah. she'll have new merch and then she'll be popping up again. Uh, <laughs> we hope and pray. And yeah, and then for a final bit of DLP news before we hop over the waters, the main gates uh, of the Fantasia Gardens have been removed. So, you know, the massive big gates when you walk into Disneyland Paris Park, they're just gonzo. Just bye-bye. Um, this is part of a new security screening area remodeling project, meaning that they're going to have the security area there. I think they're planning to bring it that bit back further. I think it's because you remember they did it in Walt Disney World a while ago. So they brought security back away from the actual entrance to Magic Kingdom. So you do it at the TTC or before you get on the boats or whatever. Yes, I do. So I, I think they're just trying to bring it that bit further away. But in fairness, though, it means when you turn that corner down, you just get like a straight shot view of the Disneyland Hotel. And she's just so pretty. Yeah, um, it's a bit I'd say like if I was there, it would feel a bit weird. But, you know, things got to change. People move on. Say la vie. Oh, not again. <laughs> that really tickled me last week. I've said. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving over to the well, we'll move over to Walt Disney World first. So, Walt Disney World has announced some permanent closures this past week. So. Primeval Whirl in Animal Kingdom along with Rivers of Light in Animal Kingdom and then Stitch's Great Escape from Magic Kingdom are all now permanently closed. And I mean, I don't think anybody is necessarily surprised by most of these because Stitch was seasonal anyways. Primeval Whirl is that ride that everybody likes to take the piss out of anyways. And then I don't know many people that are big stands of Rivers of Light. But I was watching the latest episode from the Diz and Pete was kind of discussing where he kind of thinks that anything that isn't a big people eater or anything that is too costly to continuously run or to continuously maintain, chances are Disney's just going to get rid of it because they're trying to recoup costs at the minute. So it could be the year of a lot of closures. Well... They have to kind of recoup somehow, don't they? Exactly. Exactly. But I love how we talked about it last week and we were like, oh, I'm not sure if it's official. And then literally a day later, it was like, it's official. And I was like, ah, so it is when we record our podcast. <laughs> always, always perfect timing. 
Then uh, another bit of news from Walt Disney World is that Disney World will no longer allow visitors to eat and drink while walking around the park. I.e. you cannot carry a coffee cup around with you for seven hours during the day and not have your mask on. <laughs> so there was people absolutely taking the mickey in terms of this. It is very easy to walk around, have a drink and have your mask on to just slightly move your mask, have your drink, put your mask back on. People took advantage of it. They just really went ham with it. And so now you're not allowed. Yeah, people people ruin everything. I again from watching the the day's show yesterday they were saying that whilst they haven't seen this be a massive issue in the park and for the most part people seem to have been not taking advantage of it but they said the biggest place where this has been an issue is Disney Springs because people Ah. are just going into Starbucks and then are just walking around Disney Springs because Disney Springs wouldn't have the same I suppose, kind of volume of cast members around mm-hmm. that people aren't, I suppose, kind of pulling guests up on it. So, yeah, it seems to be a bigger issue in Disney Springs than it does in the parks. Again, that's just from, I suppose, one group of people's point of view. But hopefully it'll kind of sort itself out. Yeah, like it does make you kind of wonder, like with being the epicenter of the virus, and you having to put in all of these different measures to ensure that people are wearing their masks in your park. It's like, are you going to shut down again? (laughs) Yeah. Like it is, it's just a bit crazy. Like we're obviously like, they've been open for however long now they're getting like 14, 15,000 new cases every single day. It's horrific. Like, but they're still just powering through. And I'm like, like maybe they just won't close again maybe they are looking at their curve and being like well it's going to drop in the next month anyway what's the point (laughs) yeah and again I suppose to to reference the theme park traders so they and also that universal podcast um which is the name I'm not just being rude that is the name of the podcast (laughs) um they've obviously been talking quite a lot about Halloween Horror Nights and everything that's going on there because the event as of now is still running. They're still casting people for houses and all of that's that. Crazy. Like there's been there've been no official house announcements. So I think they're I think they're in an awkward position of I don't think they really know what to do, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um and I know from what I've kind of seen on Twitter that the guys from Theme Park Trader put out a tweet asking people, Well, what do you think they should do? What do you think should happen with HHN this year? And I think that's the, their kind of plan for their episode next week. So we'll be sure to put that in the show notes when it gets released. But what I kind of said is I can understand that they already have the houses built and they've already put that money into it and they've already started casting yeah. people and people have already bought tickets. So mm-hmm. I think maybe if they announced it that this year they were going to run it as a scale down event where they were not releasing the same volume of tickets that they would have last time they would normally i mean but if they were also planning on rerunning those houses next year so if this was kind of a scaled down version but don't worry you're not going to miss out on these houses we're going to run them next year one it means they don't have to worry about investing in houses next year and two it means they're not actively encouraging people to either bring covid from potentially other high covid states but they're also not encouraging people to go to what is now the epicenter 
of COVID in the States. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I kind of said, because I get that they need to make some form of money back from it. And HHN is the biggest thing that Universal make money from every year. So I understand them not wanting to cancel the whole event, but I think that would be the responsible kind of middle ground. Because I think the really responsible thing to do would be to cancel the fucking event. But yes. if yes. they are not willing to do that, I think if they could say to people, we're going to run the event, we're going to have it for locals, do not feel like you have to make it here this year because we're going to run the houses next year as well. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like I don't know enough about Universal to make large comments on them because I just don't follow them enough. But yeah. if that's something that they could do, then yeah, I definitely think that that's like the best plan for them. Yeah, so we'll see. Because like, even though I do agree like with the fact like at the moment, if you were to be in Florida, like Disney World and Universal are definitely like the safest places to be because they are the most like strictly monitored places in terms yeah. of like mask wearing and this and that and like everything's definitely sanitized a lot except apparently the rides which aren't sanitized that often but like yeah a bit weird but yeah i do think they are they do need to really play their role in not encouraging people to come to florida yeah and especially because like i mean disney like we said a few weeks ago already cancelled mickey's not so scary halloween party however mickey's not so scary doesn't change year from year there might be slight there might be a new character added there might be a slight tweak now obviously last year was slightly different because there was a whole new nighttime spectacular Mm -hmm. i get that but generally year to year it's the same bloody event but that also means that this year nothing's going to change because they released that whole new spectacular last year Hmm. so really nothing's going to change this year anyway yeah so i get that if Mickey's Not So Scary was running, people wouldn't feel as much of a need to go because mm-hmm. if I don't see it this year, I'll see it next year. It's much the same. Whereas the difference is with Halloween Horror Nights, it's completely different year to year. You get different houses, you get different scary zones, different shows every single year. So if you don't go a year, you don't get to experience those. So that's where I think, and I feel the responsible thing for Universal Creative to do would be to say, okay, you'll still get to experience the next year. Don't feel like you have to go to Florida because I know from what I've seen online, most airlines are not flying out of the UK anytime up until I think mid October. Yeah. That's the thing as well. And like, we're not allowed to fly to America at the moment. So like, I just feel like there's, yeah. Like I just feel like people can't, if you don't live in the States, you can't really go anyway. So Yeah. And I do know that a lot, like we know, like a lot of people fly over, like just to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens. But moving on from Walt Disney World. So we had a little bit of an announcement for Tokyo Disney Sea. So they are going to premiere a new nighttime spectacular called Believe Sea of Dreams. And it is tentatively scheduled to get released and launch in April 2021. Obviously, that will depend on what the situation is with COVID and nighttime spectaculars being reinstated, all that good stuff. So the 20-minute production on Mediterranean Harbour will, and I quote, remind guests of the importance of having a dream and always believing in it. Yes, Disney. How cute. (laughs) 
And the little logo is real cute. It's like in a little like infinity symbol. It's cute. Do you think by next year that Tokyo would be a safer place to go to than Florida? I think on any, I like COVID aside, I think any time Tokyo is a safer place to visit than Florida. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, that's very true. Florida is the epicenter of nut jobs. Yeah, I'm wondering, do we want to go to Japan going to Walt Disney World? Because like, hmm, like if COVID's going to be like sticking around Florida for a while, I'm like, oh, maybe we should just go to Tokyo instead. Not that we're going anytime soon, but like for our next, for my next Disney vibe that isn't DLP, because I can just pop over there. <laughs> and then one thing that I had forgot to add into the news but I am going to reference it because how could I not reference New Hocus Pocus merch oh, so yeah, I saw this. we had some visuals last week of a brand new Hocus Pocus spirit jersey it's actually quite cute there is no way that I am not buying this even if I have to order from Shop Disney US and pay the ridiculous shipping and pay the ridiculous taxes I don't care. Never a more perfect spirit jersey, and I'm potentially even including my skeleton dance one in this, has existed because this is amazing. It is a kind of two-toned tie-dye green spirit jersey. So on the back, across the shoulders, it has Hocus Pocus in gold, kind of like foil writing it looks. And then it has kind of a cartoony version of Winnie, Mary and Sarah. It's got Billy Butcherson on it. It's got the book. It has... It looks like a Hocus Pocus version of the DLP castle, if I'm being perfectly honest. And then it has a little Thackeray Binks on it, which obviously I love. And then on the front, it just says Hocus Pocus. But it's kind of like tie-dye. So the top half of it is like a green, like a real like hunter green. And the bottom of it is what I can only really describe as like a Maleficent green. And I'm so here for it. And I need it. I just want to say like, since the last Hocus Pocus spirituals they brought out was that absolutely revolting black purple like it was proper tie-dye tie-dye it was disgusting Mm -hmm. it was just it was really bad and considering they've really turned the boat around from that to this like fair props to the album merch team on that one i'm so here for it so here for it so i've already told brefney that if this is not going to come shop disney uk he is going to have to contribute towards it for my birthday present well there you go now ladies and gentlemen healthy relationship at its finest um yes that's pretty much it for the news just one last thing which is us related during lockdown we were doing quizzes every second week because no one was doing anything but as people are slowly got getting back to work we still want to do those lockdown quizzes um but we're just changing them to once every month so our next one is going to be on friday july 31st we're going to be having it at 9 p.m um irish time thank you very much please wear whatever you like and if you'd like to know the details for us dm us on instagram to be honest guys they're an absolute lols you can get pissed if you want you don't have to but if you want to we're here for it especially now because they're only once a month i feel like people might jig into it a bit more and just yeah uh haven't made the quiz yet but you know what it's gonna be an absolute banger because i've made one in a month yeah and (laughs) we have had the most bizarre quiz rounds that you could potentially ever come across it it has been very varied the only i suppose kind of 
Easter egg that we will give you. And for a lot of the people that have joined all, if not most of the quizzes, there will be at least one Hamilton round. So get your yes. in. There will be. And that could range from a fact about the actual play, facts about like the historical references and how accurate they are, facts about Lin-Manuel Miranda in relation to Hamilton. Like I'm really going to cover the entire spectrum here, just FYI. Can you all tell that we're fully, fully <laughs> bet into the Hamilton hype? <laughs> it could be to do with like stats, just FYI guys, you might not know the answers even if you study. <laughs> Boom. And that's everything for the news. <laughs> okay so this week we won't lie to you lads we had no idea what to record we were very much at a loss so we did the reliable thing and we went to the disney pals instagram group and we said here lads what should we record and everyone gave us loads of lovely ideas so thank you very much to everybody yeah it really came through guys thanks (laughs) so what we've decided to go with is our ideal day in disney and what we would do so where we've we've kind of both agreed it has to be stuff that we've experienced before so yeah obviously everybody's ideal day will be to wake up in the sleeping beauty suite in castle club because i mean whose whose ideal day would not be that however yeah. neither of us have ever or will ever experience that so we're being absolutely realistic. not fucking like 12 grand for one night i think i am you know even if i won the lotto like i still wouldn't do that like i take my money I to Orleans. another disney park like i don't know like maybe if i'd done everything else to do with yeah. disney it would probably be like the last bit on my list maybe but yeah if so I won the Euro millions but either way. So, so it wasn't you the one year a millions last night? Sadly not, Kate. Sadly, no. sadly not. I don't Which, do the year a millions, so it wasn't me either. Neither do I. <laughs> I always I always dream about, oh, what would I do if I won the lotto? But never do I ever do the lotto. So I think I just forget. I also sometimes think I forget I'm old enough to do the, to do the lotto. Like if it still feels like like I feel like, oh I can do that. I can gamble. <laughs> Oh my god. So anyways, so I suppose the first thing we need to establish is what time of year are you going, Kate? Oh, I didn't think about that. Probably Christmas, let's be real. Fair. I love Christmas and DLP. I love the fact that it's cold and I can make myself as warm as I want to be rather than going when it's excruciatingly warm and I have to try and decide my outfit on that because the problem is I always find that DLP, no matter what time of year, is freezing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always cold. So then your walk from the hotel to the park is freezing. But then, literally an hour after you've been in the park, you're roasting if it's a hot day. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Christmas. Entirely fair. I mean, unsurprisingly, I'm obviously going to go with Halloween season. Yeah, I mean, like, guys, let's be real. There's going to be some things in here that if you know us, you're not going to be surprised with. But yeah. look, you asked for it, so... If you listen to the podcast, you'll you could probably tell us what our ideal day would be, but still. Yeah. I'm I'm specifically not going on Halloween. I'm doing like early in the Halloween season because I feel like that is just my ideal sweet spot with Disney. Things aren't massively busy. It's not crazy. The weather is still nice enough that you don't need to like wear 10 million layers. So it's kind of for me, first week of October is is my ideal time in DLP. 
Excellent. That, that also is a very good week to go. Mm. See, I'm on the like, I'm just like a month later. I'm like the first week of November. <laughs> first week of Christmas stuff and everything kicks in. Yeah. Fair. So I'm taking it anyways that it's the first, because some people said, what do you do when you first get to Disneyland Paris? I'm taking this as it's our first full park day. Yes, me too. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. So, where are you waking up? Sequoia Lodge. And so definitely Sequoia Lodge. We're staying in Sequoia Lodge. But then I also had like two different variances because we have both stayed in Golden Forest Club, Mm -hmm. but we've also both stayed in regular Sequoia Lodge rooms. Mm -hmm. So I just want to put it in there that like depending on the price is probably what we do because we're happy to do both. So if we're so if the price really isn't that much bigger let's be real we're staying in golden forest so i guess ideally golden forest but i'm also pretty happy with just staying in a regular sequoia lodge room so just the vibe of sequoia lodge really really makes me happy yeah i agree would wholeheartedly want to wake up in sequoia lodge and much like what you said i'd happily stay in either type of room i've never had a lake view room so i feel like that would be the only like tippy toppy ideal thing to do with Sequoia Lodge that I've not experienced because I think that that would be very nice but I mean we're going with ideal so we'll just go with Golden Forest Room because why the hell not so that kind of makes my next question a little bit easier Mm, what are you doing for breakfast so obviously then I'm going down to the Golden Forest Club room the Golden Forest Lounge and I'm Mm -hmm. having my breakfast which is absolute peak breakfast. It's all your delightful eggs and sausage and bacon and pancakes and waffles and everything that you could possibly want from a breakfast, except Ed did say the sausages did taste weird to him because they're not pork sausages. They're a different kind of sausage. I quite like them, but he was not a fan. But I was like, that's cool, no worries. There's 20,000 other things to have. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the club level breakfasts in Disneyland Paris I just I really like them they're a really nice buffet selection they just have so many things and 98% of the time the service in the morning are so lovely and my favorite 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 thing about the guys in Sequoia Lodge is they will compliment your ears they will compliment your Disney bound they will compliment your lanyard they are just so pleasant I went in when me and Ed went I had my reindeer ears that I got from the Disney store here in Dublin so they didn't sell them in the park and he was like your ears he was like did you buy them here and I was like no I'm actually from Ireland and I bought them from a Disney store in Dublin he was like he was like wow he was like I have never seen those before they are so Christmas and I was like thank you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like there is just that little bit extra about the cast members in Sequoia Lodge at breakfast time. And I think it's because they've obviously started their day like five hours before I have. So they're already like ready to go. And I'm still waking up, but I'm still in that Disney mood. And it just, the vibe really sits with me. Big fan. Yeah, I agree. Also, big, big fan of the, particularly the Golden Virus breakfast. It's basically, food-wise, the exact same as the breakfast that you get in Plaza Gardens. There's just obviously Mm -hmm. no characters. So it's still the deliciously wonderful scrambled egg that I feel like I... It'll be inscribed in my gravestone at this stage to talk about it so much. So (laughs) it's the glorious, glorious scrambled egg. Um, Vegetarian-wise, I mean, it's a lot of beige. 
if you're veggie. So potatoes, pancakes, waffles, scrambled egg. Again, a lot of beige, but I'm totally fine with that. I mean, that's also not much different if you're not a vegetarian. It's just a little bit of brown. It's like sausage and bacon. (laughs) Yeah, but they've got like little pastries and stuff like that. So you can really, it's kind of one of the major benefits of having a club room is that you can go down, they open it super duper early. So you can go and you can really, you can have a a very big feast for breakfast. Like you can have like a three, four course breakfast if you want to do. And you can really set yourself up really well for a busy day in the park and then not have to think about food until lunchtime like yeah you won't need to like, stop i really have to say like also like in terms of like range of stuff like something they always have that i always forget and never use is that like you can boil your own egg like they have a little boil your own egg station as well so like if you were looking for like you could have like a healthier breakfast if that was really your vibe like they have fruits and cereals and yogurts and all that sort of stuff there's juices they even have like sparkling or still water and they also if you go at like a special time of the year they always have like whatever special cake bread like cake there is like the time we went they had the pumpkin cake Mm -hmm. and then when i went at christmas they had it was like a christmas tree so yeah like you really you're really setting yourself up also especially if you've got kids there's so much for kids they even have like chocolate cereal they have like those choco flake things because i know when i was a kid and i went to a buffet breakfast like that was the main time i was getting like a chocolate based cereal because we didn't really buy those at home so i was like yes chocolate for breakfast absolutely like the croissants little nutellas oh man excellent (laughs) now the only caveat that we would put on this and i can say this confidently as a week because we discussed it before we pressed the court is the coffee that you get at these and the coffees that you get at any of the buffet breakfast and dlp in our opinion is absolute muck so once we've had our breakfast and once we've filled our boots what we will generally then do is take a stroll on over through the village and make a little stop off in starbucks yeah like to be fair like okay we probably get okay so look let's work backwards now so if extra magic time starts at half eight we probably mm-hmm. want to be in the like ideally this is an ideal day now so we want to be in the park for like 20 past eight so we want to be leaving the hotel like at eight o'clock by the latest so you've probably gotten up at like half five i've probably gotten up at like quarter to seven <laughs> she's, she's not saying any lies so like what I'm saying is like we've probably been we're probably up quite early and even though we have managed to have an entire breakfast I don't need to be 100% awake to eat a breakfast I just need to be like somewhat verbal so by the time we get to the village I'm like nearly there and I just need that last little bit of coffee to really like boom me through the gates which now no longer exist but hey, hey. <laughs> what's your what's your go-to coffee order Kate honestly it depends on the time of year uh, but I have put down that mostly because it's cold in the morning i will usually go for um a grande caramel macchiato but that's really i found i really only get that in dlp now because at home now all i get is cold brew ever that's all i ever get is cold brew like that's it um but for some reason in dlp i still stick with the grande caramel macchiato because it's like it's so sweet and i think it's like it's got that right hit of coffee and sugar that i need for like a dlp day so yeah what about you I'm a I'm a I'm a staunchly cold brew gal. Mm, yes. I bloody <laughs> I bloody love cold and DLP usually have it on tap as well, which is so handy because yeah, annoyingly, it's... a lot of Starbucks here don't have it. The past two that I've gone to are like, oh no, sorry, we don't have any cold brew, and I'm like, why? Yeah, so that's also the one in 
Paris is nitro cold brew. So it's even stronger than regular cold brew. I mm-hmm. really wish they'd bring nitro cold brew to Ireland. Part of me thinks it's a legal issue <laughs> that they can't have coffee that strong on tap. But then I'm also just kind of like, they probably just don't invest. But yeah, I do find that these days now, and the one in Dundrum is actually pretty good for it. But I have, have, I've have had times where I'm like, hey, do you have any cold brew? But my problem is that sometimes I'll go like three days in a row and they don't have it. And I'm like, okay, well, cold brew doesn't take three days to make. So where is it? Like 24 hours, <laughs> very easy. Like if they don't have it one day, I expect to have it the next day and they don't. And I'm like, guys, mm. please. Oh, could I sound I any more I'm, basic? <laughs> I think I'm going to make a pitcher of cold brew. We've spent so long talking about that. I think when we're finished recording, I'm going to go make a pitcher of cold brew to have for the next few days. It just really hits right. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So we've picked up our Starbucks and we're, again, heading through the Disney Village. I feel like I already know the, your answer to this anyways, but what park are you going to? Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Park, obviously. Number one in Europe. Yeah. What? Who? Uh, yeah, we would never, ever, ever, ever start our first full day in Walt Disney Studios. We no. just don't. It's just we'll not do. happening. We're just those kind of people. We will not. Nah. <laughs> no and i have to say the more i go to dlp the less time i spend in walt disney studios like, yeah i'll and again it depends on the time of year if mickey and the magician is open i might spend slightly more time there because i want to go experience mickey the magician but because the only ride that i ever am like oh my god i need to go to walt disney studios to go on this is ratatouille because yeah, i ain't you love ratatouille girl. No, I ain't a terror, terror girl. <laughs> However, I do like going over to go on Ratatouille, and I also like that they usually around the kind of Halloweeny, the later kind of colder months of the year, they have the little food festival, and you can get the crepes, mm-hmm. and you can get the little cider, and it's just all delicious. So I'll mm-hmm. usually take like an afternoon or maybe a morning if I really want to go and crush, and I'll do Walt Disney Studios. And other than that, I'm kind of good with DLP Park. Yeah, I think it's like it's definitely going to change whenever the expansion on Walt Disney Studios is done. Like that's really going to shake us up. But until that time, like Walt Disney Studios is really quite limited on its experiences. So, yeah, we definitely always start with um, Disneyland Park, one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. especially for the extra magic time because extra magic time in Walt Disney Studios really only gets you Tower of Terror and Crush's Caster. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Because there's no so, characters or anything. Yeah, exactly. So we've gone in, we've gone into the park. What are you doing first? Okay, so I was actually really specific. Excuse me while I just get up what I wrote. So Kate's I written, said... Kate's written a full like novel. Just I'm like actually just going to... I'm doing this on the fly. Do you know what? I just have a whole paragraph about... uh, So I'm just going to read it, right? So I have, then we'll head straight to DLP Park using extra magic time, of course. If we've managed to roll out of bed early enough, we'll be there before 8.30, meaning there's no queue for any of the extra magic time characters yet. We'll We'll take some main street pictures and just be vibing while we decide which character to meet first. Let's be honest, it's probably going to be Donald. We'll queue for like 10 minutes at the front of the queue, watch everyone pass us and look at us like we're idiots, and then boom, meet and greet Donald, and then we're out of there. I fault it. It's perfect. Right? <laughs> it's what we do. It's 100% what we do. So yeah, like, I just feel like our mornings are just, they're the same every time, but they set us up so well for a good day 
and we just love it so much and that using your extra magic time to queue in a queue that's not already a queue is just it's the biggest tip i think we could ever give because people really do look at you like you're an absolute wally and they're like oh, what the fuck are you doing like there's nobody there like the photo fast photographer might not even be out yet but the umbrellas are up and you know you know the character is going to be there at 8 30. yeah i have a question yes what donald normal donald just regular normal classic donald, donald. okay i'm Christmas. gonna go devil donald because <laughs> devil donald was the best the best thing that i've ever encountered like he was great see so, i've never met devil donald he he was just sensational but like you said i don't think you can i i i'm gonna go on record here i don't think there's a better way that you can set up your disney day bar meeting donald first because and we've said this before in the podcast like meeting mickey is grand meeting minnie is grand however because they're like the face of the company they're a bit dull and they're a bit boring unless they're in special outfits that let them mm -hmm. act a certain way ergo phantom man or mickey but if it's just or parish she was great um but like if it's just standard outfit which they're the characters that are generally around during extra magic time i mean donald just puts you in a good mood he's just so mischievous or i think yeah. the only other characters that could potentially rival that are chip and dale because they're also oh like, yeah schemes. but the thing is when you hit them first thing in the morning like donald just started a shift he's just clocked on like nobody's pissed him off yet during the day he's not had any bad he's not had any like bad guest interactions like you're getting him at his absolute peak like he is there for you like you're the first guest of the day he wants it to be a great experience and okay. if you're there to vibe with him then it happens that's all i'm saying yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree oh god <laughs> so we've gone in and we've met donald we've had a wonderful time so what land are you going to then right so i've right so we're going to Frontierland, but purely just to go on big thunder mountain right so i've said we'll probably go on a ride to wake ourselves up and of course yes that means big thunder mountain and honestly if the line is short we get off i'm happy to do it again but then bop over to Fantasyland to do some chill rides because they usually have long wait times during the days because they're quite family friendly. So we're talking like teacups, Dumbo, and then I have an extra bit, but that's too far. So you go, well, what would you do? This is all going to be very samey samey because like, <laughs> particularly the mornings, like I feel like we have nailed yeah. what to do with extra magic time to set yourself mm -hmm. up for a good day particularly on day one like we have a formula as you can tell we don't deviate <laughs> from that formula the formula doesn't fail the formula does it does us right and we've done that we've done this exactly this on times where it's been just me and kate we've done this in times where we've been there with a the group we've done this in times where we've been at massively busy time of the year and it has worked on all of those occasions yeah so mm -hmm. if it, ain't it doesn't fail it, so exactly so I would also agree there is no better way to wake yourself up in the morning than going on Big Thunder Mountain, especially if you have a lovely cast member that is willing to give you back row. Like back Ooh. row will give you the wake up of your life. You're, you will be windswept and ready. And yeah. And the it's thing just, is, oh. 
if you go an extra magic time and if you go close enough to rope drop, there's usually nobody in the green and orange pass queue yet. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way it works. So the battery rows on Big Thunder Mountain are reserved for those passes. So if there's no one in the queue yet, you can go sit in them. And then also, if it's if you've gone pretty early for mag- extra magic time, they're usually not filling up the coasters because they're coming through so quickly and there's not enough people to fill them. So it's one mm-hmm. of the best times to politely ask a cast member if you can sit in the back. Again, unless they're hungover to fuck, they're in a really good mood because they've just started their shift. So if you're pleasant to them, bang, back row, absolutely. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And yeah, I would also then say chances are we'd come back out of fantasy, we'd come back out of Frontierland, probably take some pictures down by that little thing, the little thing down the side of the castle where oh, we always yeah. like to take pictures. Good call. Do our little photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Then walk through the castle, probably like you said, we do a lot of spinny rides in the morning. Your teacups, yes. your Dumbo. Maybe if we're feeling brave, we might do the carousel and freeze our asses off because, again, DLP is the coldest place in the world in the mornings. The only, I suppose, alternate thing that we would usually do would be if we don't do Big Thunder, we do Peter Pan. Yes, I did have that somewhere down here as well. Yes. So that would be the only kind of potentially other change because I feel like Peter Pan, even during extra magic time, does get quite busy during mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. So you kind of need to make a beeline for that if if that's what you want to do with little to no weight. Yes, correct. So then I've just... Where does your one go next? Just before we go to lunch, I just have a little bit of a tidbit. So I just have... By that point, the park is probably open and we're probably nearing the time to get a line Brady reservation for someone. Oh, yeah. So... If we are getting to that point and there is someone we'd want a line breedy for, we'll probably just chill around Fantasyland because there's that exact point just outside Dumbo where you actually get full signal, mm-hmm. even with Irish phones. And we'll try and get a line breedy. And then whatever time that the line breedy we get for will also dictate the rest of our day. So the line breedy, unless we're going to meet Phantom Man or Mickey, is probably over in the studios. So we'll have to then try and figure out how to plan the rest of our day around our line broody. Because if we got one for like, if we were really quick and got one for 20 minutes time, then we got to bop over. But if not, then we can hang around a bit more in DLP park. That's fair. So who would you ideally get a line broody for? <sighs> Olaf, not gonna lie. Okay. Meeting Olaf was just the best time. He was fantastic. And I felt I was just ever so slightly rushed not because it was my fault but I think we were the last people before he was going for his break and the cast member was lovely like the cast member didn't actually rush us but I think I was aware of the fact that he was going on his break and I didn't want to make that any longer do you know what I mean yeah and so I kind of rushed myself because I was like you go you've been working hard but I would really like to go meet him again okay that's fair so yeah I mean, everybody can probably already guess what mine is, obviously, <laughs> given the fact that it is Halloween time that I'm there. Obviously, I would want to go meet the King of Halloween Town, the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington, because if Jack is available to meet in a park, meet in a park I feel like it's just rude not to. And also, like, personally, as a not big fan of Halloween or of Night Before Christmas, Jack is absolutely hilarious to meet. Like he's, so he's just like eight out of ten times you got a perfect jack yeah there have been occasions where we've had some 
Questionable Jax. Me. But <laughs> also some of my favourite character meet and greets have been with Jack. One being the first time I met Jack was the best, the best time ever. But also that time on Halloween when we went to meet Jack and we were all dressed up like pumpkins and you he and Ellen were attached and he was just so confused. <laughs> But he loved it as well. And he was like, he was so good. Like he realized, like, I, I loved watching his face go, shit, I can't stand in between you guys because you're connected. Hold on, I'll stand behind you on this ledge. <laughs> Here we go. So good. <laughs> I really appreciated that he appreciated the fact that we were in a conjoining pumpkin jumper i have to say now it was <laughs> there's there's photos all over instagram about it if you have not seen the conjoining pumpkin jumper you're missing out it's it's the best piece of clothing kate has ever bought and i still have it i'm not throwing that bad boy away oh you <laughs> better not i will be so sad if you ever get rid of that <laughs> let me tell no. you it cost it cost me a little bit too much for just to be worn once i'll have to get a couple of halloweens out of it good 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 Ed'll be delighted when you tell him that he's going to wear it at one stage, although that would look absolutely comical with the height difference. But he's so much taller than me. (laughs) We'll do it one day, I promise. One day. (laughs) So what do you have next as your plan? Because I suppose if we've just done Line Birdie, then it's, what, 9.45? Yeah. So we still have time. Yeah, okay, so where am I at? Okay, so then I said probably head over to Phantom Manor. We'll walk around for it because we don't tend to do Phantom Manor and Extra Magic Time because sometimes it's open and sometimes it's not. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't really fit into the whole Extra Magic Time our plan. So okay. I have walk around for a bit and wander down to Cowboy Cookout to see what the crack is with characters because sometimes there's some fun characters down there. Sometimes they're just queues are too long. And also depending on what time of year it is, you might have some special characters. And if we can be bothered, we might queue, we might not, who knows. Then I have, we'll go to Pirates. And then at that point, we'll remember to get a fast pass for Peter Pan's flight because in our excitement of getting our Line Birdie reservation, we definitely forgot to get one and we just hope that the times match with our Line Birdie. (laughs) This is all so painfully accurate. (laughs) Because we always forget in the morning to get a fast pass for Peter Pan's flight. Because the pass, fast pass usually moves longer than the regular queue, even in extra magic time. But once we get the line birdie, we genuinely, once we are excited the fact that we got a line birdie ticket, we completely forget about everything else we were supposed to do. And are just like, fuck it, let's go to Phantom Manic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my go-to response uh, most of the time. But yeah, fair. Um, yeah, because you get to the because you get to the bottom of Frontierland, and then that brings you into um, Adventureland, and then we'll end up pirates, and then we'll end up at Peter Pan's flight to get a fast pass. Nice, I like it. Um, I'll go a slightly different route, just I suppose Excellent. to try and change things up a it. bit. As I said, nice. our extra magic time is set; <laughs> like we don't deviate from the structure, and it works. Yes. Um, I'll go over towards Discoveryland. Perfect. And maybe hit up some of those rides just, I suppose, as something different. So depending yep. on what way the weights are, I'll either get a fast pass for Star Tours and go on Space Mountain or I'll get a fast pass for Space Mountain and yep. go on Star Tours. Because mm-hmm. generally at that time of the day, one of them, one or the other will be about a 20 minute wait and then you won't have to wait too long for the fast pass. So by the time you would go on one, your fast pass will be ready for the other. So again, there's no kind of rhyme or reason as to which it would be. It would just happen whichever mm-hmm. one had the shorter weight yeah. and then probably go on buzz buzz is usually good for kind of radiation yeah. in the morning mm-hmm. yeah i agree 
try and beat Brefney again, definitely lose to Kate again. That's that's, hey. that's where I'm at when it comes to goals <laughs> that year and my scoring. Better than Bref, not as good as Kate. So, I'll take it. Um, and then I don't know. It kind of depends. Maybe again. Oh, actually, no. It's Halloween town. Ta- it's Halloween town. Jesus, it's Ooh. Halloween time. Mm-hmm. So I'm banking that it's probably about 11, half 11. So I maybe don't want lunch yet, but I'm definitely going into Hyper. Is it Hyperion? Yeah, Cafe Hyperion. No, Videopolis. Is it both? Uh, Videopolis isn't. It's Cafe Hyperion, but Videopolis is like the the like the bit where you sit down. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was confusing myself. I'm gonna go into Cafe Hyperion. Probably gonna get a really big Coke Zero. Definitely gonna get a pumpkin. Yeah. For for it's a visual medium, so y'all can't see. It's not a visual medium; it's an audio medium. Mm. Um, so you can't see the facial expression and the like moment of solace that Kate just had. They just remembering the soft so caramel pumpkin. Good. Oh, I miss it so much. It was so beautiful. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Gonna yeah, that's good. Vibes. Smash Discovery Land and have a pumpkin. Excellent. So yeah, um, yeah, the whole like going to one side of the park and going to the other side of the park, they're completely interchangeable and they really, I don't think, change your day. I think they're both as good as one another. It all really has to do with um, timings, like what the wait times are for stuff. Agreed. So at this point, I have checked the time for Small World, Casey, etc. So the stuff at the back of Fantasyland, see if it's got a long wait or not yet. Maybe go on this fantasy land um, because definitely after like 12 ish, fantasy land's gonna have probably pretty long waits. Then I have go over to space, figure out if we're hungry, and debate whether to eat before or after space, which will of course depend on the wait time for space, and then end up doing that in whatever order and eating Cafe Hyperion. <laughs> there. We are, and I used to never be a fan of Cafe Hyperion, but it's definitely upped its game in the past few years. Yeah, it definitely had a big menu rehaul. So, like, if you have rehaul, refurb, overhaul. Yeah, I I moved. I'm I'm mashed two words together there. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, the menu at Cafe Hyperion has definitely had a big updo on it. So, if you haven't been to DLP for maybe like five years, the that last time you went to Cafe Hyperion, it was definitely gick. But I definitely suggest going again because it's actually quite nice. The only problem is it's still extremely slow and the cast members aren't most like they can be quite helpful, but sometimes they're not. And I just I still don't know what the problem is with Disneyland Paris specifically and counter service and how like it's designed so badly. And you just have some people waiting for burgers for six minutes because other people who are at the counter just go over and take them for the customers that they're serving who've only been waiting five seconds and there's just like there's no real like rhyme or reason to how they do stuff i don't really no. get it like i just Is don't it? understand how they manage to fuck it up when there's only like six menu items but anywho it's worth it if, as long as you've given yourself the time yeah what are you having i'm probably having whatever their main meal is so like there's usually like a number one meal which is like so when star wars season is on it's a bb8 burger with an orange bun that comes with fries and like a dessert or an ice cream or something like that but if the special dessert isn't included in the menu i'll probably also buy that as well and then we'll be left with a bunch of ice creams that we don't know what to do with we'll contemplate trying to give them to children before we realize that that's really weird and we won't do that (laughs) 
and we'll end up just leaving them on the table (laughs) which is really bad but like if they could it's it's dlp's fault like if they just let me interchange and pay extra for a dessert rather than having to get the ice cream and the dessert like but yeah that's probably what i'm getting and also probably a side of mozzarella sticks because the mozzarella sticks for some reason in cafe period are actually quite good real good Mm -hmm. they're very tasty i know what you're getting but tell the lovely people (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not having lunch in Cafe Hyperion. So, oh, sorry. Never mind. So then. I'm going to finish up. I'm going to have had my pumpkin and my Coke Zero. So I'm going to have refueled myself a little bit. And then okay. again, given that it's Halloween time, I'm going to go watch Vive la Vie. I'm going to go get a spot over by my little scallopes. I'm going to watch Vive la Vie. I'm going to have an absolute bop. It's going to be a glorious time. I do love Vive la Vie, nice to be honest now. Yeah. And then after Vive la Vie, I will probably head into Frontierland and depending on how hungry I am slash how long the wait is for Phantom Manor, either I will go on Phantom Manor or I will head on over to Fuente del Oro. It's, again, much like you with space, it's very interchangeable as to whatever yeah. the timing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I go to Fuente del Oro, I'm going to get loaded fries because, again, I'm having my ideal day and I've had them before and I don't care that they're not available anymore. I will stand by it. So I'm going to get them. Also going to get the mozzarella sticks because I don't know what it is about the DLP mozzarella sticks. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not gourmet mozzarella sticks. There no, is nothing no. special about them. They no. are frozen mozzarella sticks. They're just absolutely. fried. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're a bit delicious. So I'm going to have those and I'm absolutely getting churros. Bang. I'm also at some point getting churros. Haven't written it down, but it's going into my <laughs> Love it. The churros are so good. They are. Why do they only sell them there? Like, oh, I really, like, it, it annoys me how many opportunities DLP are missing out on sometimes. Yeah. Silly. Anywho, so then, I'm not really sure what time of day it is, so I said, go watch the parade, maybe, i.e. like the regular parade, but I've also forgotten that I'm there at Christmas time, so I will have also at some point watched the Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. Um, so then at that point, we might go over to the studios because at this point, we've probably hit our line birdie time for whatever thing we were going to go see in the studios. Ideally, for me, it's probably Olaf. We'll definitely do Ratatouille and I'll definitely do Tower of Terror, see what the wait time is. Might do it twice. And then, of course, if Making the Magician is on, we'll go see Making the Magician or we'll go see Mickey's Big Band if it's Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mickey's band, Big Band was so good. Mm, yes. What a show. So, for my kind of, I suppose, like afternoon y time, I suppose between having lunch and going to the parade, there's what, probably like two, maybe three hours in there, depending on what time you have lunch at. So, would probably go do pirates at least once, maybe twice, depending on the wait time, because we do love pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Um, And then would probably go in and do some bits in Fantasyland. So, maybe Dumbo. Maybe Casey Jr., DeLille Boats, Small World, any of those kind of ones in and around Fantasyland. And to be honest, at some stage, would probably stop and get whatever form of speciality hot chocolate they have and those little donut balls because Ooh, yeah, I love a call. snack. Mm-hmm. Love a snack. So yeah, probably just mooch around. Because by that stage, it, that's kind of around the time where there's another one of the Vive la Vies on and that kind of pulls a bit of a crowd. And that's when a lot of kind of families might have like early dinner or like a late lunch type dealio. So Fantasyland mm-hmm. might be slightly quieter. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's Probably good. Not. I do find that Fantasyland is definitely at its quietest early in the morning and during parades. Yeah. 
So just FYI for anyone out there. So then we've probably gone back to the main park for the actual parade, but we've gotten a snack. So we'll never just arrive for the parade. If it's like our parade viewing day, we'll scout a spot. We'll get a snack. We'll sit and wait. We'll be vibing with the parade. And then in my perfect day, we might do one or two more rides. So what? The parades are like half five. The parade takes, depending on where we've sat, maybe half an hour to 45 minutes. We've had our snack. Then we might do like one or two more rides, maybe like a big thunder or a space. But then at this point, we're going to stop our day and we're going to go back to the hotel because we're going to go to California Grill for dinner. And we want to make sure that we have a nice nap or maybe just like a little bit of a chill, maybe not a nap, but like definitely some sort of a chill, a shower and redress so that we can go to California Grill and have a like a little dinner. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, so my kind of parade time, so go to the parade on my perfect day is obviously a Tuesday because it would oh, have to be guest course. our day. It would Duh. have to be guest our day. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and it's not Pinocchio. <laughs> it's not Pinocchio, let me tell you. Literally anybody except Pinocchio. I will even yeah. take like a themed goofy over a Pinocchio. Oh <laughs> yeah, big same. Um, so yeah, absolutely not Pinocchio. And again, much like Kate said, love a little snack. Go into that little sweet shop that's right next to Flora's. Go in, get a little shortbread biscuit. Delicious. Have some nom noms. Get probably a bottle of Coke Zero or something. And then I've realized just how much I eat at Disney. But I also feel like I often forget. But I'm, do you know what I mean? I feel like it's either I eat all of the things or I eat nothing. Yeah, I also think it might be like, I also think some days we eat a lot, like we snack a lot. And then the next day we might not snack at all. Yeah. I do find that we kind of do that. Anywho, continue. Yeah. (laughs) So after that, I'm going to follow the parade right out of the park. And I'm going to go up to Cafe Fantasia and I'm going to have a glottini. I'm going to sit and chill, I'm going to nice. recharge my phone, I'm going to look at all the pictures that I've taken and I'm going to have a damn good time. I'm going to enjoy that glottini and that stale popcorn. <laughs> like, I don't know how it's always stale. Like, they must do like, something to it. <laughs> is it a certain, like, type of popcorn? Do they I just get it, it in be. in, like, human-sized bags? Uh, and it's just yeah. because you get, like, a tiny little shot glass full. It's like, here are your three pieces of vaguely tomatoey flavoured stale popcorn. And it's like, what? Are they not, like, cheesy flavoured? Oh, I thought they were tomatoey flavoured. And our palates are really different. Because I thought that's why it was kind of stale. Because it must, like, it's, like, pre-popped, pre-prepared, sent-in, flavoured popcorn. I feel like Sandy will be able to confirm this for us oh, because yeah, San- Sandy's also is. a Cafe Fantasia glottini kind of girl. So Sandy, mm-hmm. if you could let us know, is it cheesy yeah. or is it tomatoey? Or is it like pizza flavored popcorn? Are we just like both Oh, right? wow. Oh, fair. Flavored yeah. popcorn. <laughs> cool. so yeah, I'm going to sit and I'm going to chill in Cafe Fantasia and kind of rest my feet a little bit before heading back into the park. Excellent. Um, okay, well, I've already skipped a dinner. So what's your... What are you doing okay. then before dinner? So chance. So I'll go back into the park, probably do Phantom Manor again, probably do Pirates again. Both of those are dependent on what the weights are. But generally, the specific week that I've ideally chosen is usually quite quiet. And that is generally the time where people do leave to go and get dinner or to go and kind of do shopping and stuff before going to dinner. So Pirates, Phantom Manor, don't really carry the order. Maybe Big Thunder on the off chance that it might be quiet but probably not. And then to be honest, by that stage, in my mind, 
it's probably about half seven, eight o'clock. And that's my, regardless of the kind of time of year or whatever, that's probably my park day done. That's mm-hmm. me leaving DLP park and I ain't going back in. Yep. Excellent choice. So where, so you're going for California grill for dinner. She yes, fancy. I am. Oh, but it's so nice. Like if this is like my ideal day, I'm doing it because the whole, just because I've, like as someone who's been to DLP quite often, I'm really happy to cut my day short to go have a chill and a refresh to then go back to California Grill. Like I really don't mind. Like it's so worth it for me. But like, okay. if it also means that I miss illuminations, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, like I just the only time I've run back into the park around illuminations kind of time was to not go to illuminations it was to go back and run and do pirates before pirates closed fair completely fair and I, like, I ain't sad about it illuminations does not come into my dream day the only reason the only time i would ever put illuminations into my dream day is if i was doing the sparkling experience which i've not done so i can't do in this particular issue but like that would be the only reason why I'd include illuminations in my dream day is because it would be encompassed within the sparkling experience. Yeah. Or if we booked the AP viewing thing, but oh, yeah, I feel like that's maybe. also not exactly realistic. No. And also like, I just, I don't really don't like illuminations enough. Like it doesn't like at the end of the day, if I watch it, stay for illuminations, stand for however long, have 20,000 rude French men stand in front of me with their naggy little children on their shoulders. Like it's not a good end of day to me. Like it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could have had the absolute best day. We could have been there with like all of our friends had an absolute banger of a day. Like, just had met the best characters but then i like by the time it gets to illuminations let's be real i'm tired but i'm still mm-hmm. happy enough to watch illuminations but once people start pissing me off like that's it like i'm at a point where i'm like fuck it let's just leave like i don't even need to watch yeah. the end but the I problem agree. is the best part of illuminations is the end because that's the only bit that has a good quantity of fireworks mm. So it's like, I, oh, oh, it's just not worth it for me personally. If it was dreams, on the other hand, I would, oh, absolutely. I would make sure I have an AP thing done. I would give myself loads of time. I'd bring a blanket to sit down. Absolutely. Dreams is there. But because it's currently illuminations, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree. Like, like, Breffney quite likes illuminations. And I get that that's the only Disney fireworks he's seen. So I get it. And I have watched it with him and we watched it when we were there with Nathan and Kiva and I kind of saw it whilst running from Adventureland back through to Frontierland, which getting to just kind of see the vague like kind of whispers of fireworks that you could see was was quite fun. That was that was quite nice. You could hear the music and whatnot. But yeah, I just the people around Illuminations are so infuriating that the fact that the show isn't awe-inspiring it just my annoyance at everybody around me completely outweighs my enjoyment of the show so I just unless I am there with somebody that is desperate to see them and generally we will usually try and do the fireworks maybe the first night or our last night Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way we do it so usually it wouldn't be this day anyways Mm -hmm. so Yeah. yeah not fussed about that um if I was to do like kind of like a fancy sit down dinner 
The only one I've kind of ever really done was Bistro Shea Remy that I would do again. Um, and I probably would do Bistro Shea Remy again. The theming and stuff was really, really nice. And I would purely do it for the fact of I would steal. I would make sure that if I was there with you or if I was, well, I don't know if I could convince you to give me your potato gratin, but I can definitely convince Brefni to give me his potato gratin because I did. Um, I kind of ate some of my pasta. He ate some of his potato gratin and then we swapped because it was brie potato gratin. Mm-hmm. And nice. Lord above, it was delicious. But I'm actually, I'm not going to go be sure Shea Remy because honestly, that wouldn't be my ideal day because my ideal day is going to Vapiano's and it is splitting a cheese and mushroom pizza and a mac and cheese down the middle. Beautiful. Nice. Good choice. That, like, I really miss top. that mac and cheese. Oh, honestly, it just is fucking sensational. I might so, try and like remake it someday. Yeah. Why not? Um, so what are you doing after dinner? Okay, so after dinner, let's see. It's probably, I don't know, maybe like nine o'clock because mm-hmm. of, when I, of when I've had my reservation. I'm probably very full. So I'm going to take a very leisurely stroll back to the hotel because I'm full. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, now honestly, honestly, depending on the time of year and how late the shops are open, I'm probably going to go into World of Disney. I'm probably going to go into the Lego store. And I'll be in such a jolly, holly, happy mood. I'm definitely either going to buy five pins or a Lego set that's 60 euro. <laughs> I, love that because... you, I love that you didn't try undersell yourself and just say, I'd probably buy a pin. No, you no. went full accurate, the full fantasy. Kate, don't buy single pins. Kate buys pins in bulk. It is very, very, very rare for me to buy a singular pin. The last time I remember obtaining a singular pin was when Ed bought it for me because I was looking for this one particular Rapunzel one and we couldn't find it in any of the shops. And I'd gone to the bathroom. While I was in the bathroom, he was in the nearest shop. And when I came out, he was like, I found the pin, I bought it. I was like, oh, thanks. But it was obviously just the one pin. And I think that was the last time I obtained a singular pin. Like, I just, I just don't do it. There's never, it, there's always at least a second pin where I'm like, well, if I'm going to queue, I'm going to queue. And then <laughs> might as well queue for more than one pin. So, yeah, but to be fair, if I've bought five pins, I probably won't go then buy a heap of other stuff either. Like, I yeah. do, current, I do still have my limits. But if I have gone to World of Disney and there isn't any new pins that I like, I will then probably go to the Lego store and probably buy some Lego. Because that's just how I roll. Um, for me so I'll leave Vapiano's will also likely go and spend at least 20 minutes of my life in World of Disney having a mooch potentially buying pins pining over all the big statues and stuff that I'll never actually buy and complaining that DLP doesn't have better merch and then I'm going to stop off and I'm going to get some dessert Nice, nice. I'm going to get them chocolate covered strawberries. Nice, yeah. They, they are definitely in my ideal day because they are just, oh, chef's kiss, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whilst I'm not a massive Lego person, I do love going into the, the gallery. Mm-hmm. The, that gallery store is just, it's just, it, it, it just makes me look at all the beautiful things that I'll never actually be able to afford. So I'll never have anywhere to put them. So that also kind of helps yeah. with me never acquiring them, but still. So I'll visit those two stories and I'll have my little chocolate covered strawberries. And then by the time I get back to Sequoia Lodge, honestly, I'm going to sit in the bar and I'm going to have whatever special speciality cocktails. And I honestly, 
I would like to just recreate that night that we just sat and had cocktails and I ordered the worst slushy of my life. Oh god, that was and do you remember it was horrific? God. Oh, it tasted so bad. Like it wasn't like any slushy I've ever had, ever. And I've had like blue slushies from like news agents and like slushies from my scream shops and like those it tango was, slushies they used horrific. to do in Cine Worlds. It was just absolutely vile. Don't know what they made that crap with. I don't it was know what disgusting. it was. But yeah, I would sit, I'd have some speciality cocktails, I'd have a glow teeny, i just have a very merry time. Yeah, like I definitely, like once I've bought my stuff, I'm definitely going and sitting in the bar in Sequoia Lodge. In my idea world, all the annoying families have fucked off to bed. And it's just like me, my friends, we're chilling, we've got a nice comfy table, well, I'm just like, keep the expensive cocktails coming, I don't care, I'm in Disney, I'm having my, I'm having my fun. <laughs> they're at least a couple of euro cheaper than what i've already paid in cafe fantasia so it's fine and um, you know what like i go with the anticipation of spending an exuberant amount on cocktails and then i just i just do it because i've i've, yeah. I've budgeted for it it's so fine. it's fine <laughs> and then chances are i'd probably swing by the golden forest lounge pick up some form of a drink to bring back up to the room and then i would absolutely fall into bed because i'd be bloody knackered oh yeah absolutely same i literally i just like i'm like bye <laughs> yeah. Because by that stage, oh. I'm either really cranky because it's late or like I've had enough to drink that I'm like, bye. <laughs> okay, bye then. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of for me anyways. Like just from talking to that, it's actually like made my heart partly so happy because I'm just like, oh, I've had this exact day so many times. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. also, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get to have that day again. Again. Yeah. Um, just one little point that I've just put at the end so like I know that just because the way the days work we don't really tend to plan on what characters we're going to meet because a lot of the time it depends on who we see and when so just mm-hmm. at the end here I've also just put other characters that I would have liked to have met during the day it doesn't have to be all of them can be just some of them but these would be like my ideal, ideal characters that if we were to pass them I definitely join the queue for so I've got Rapunzel and Flynn, Scrooge, Moana, because I've never met Moana, and I know that's kind of cheating, but she's there. Winnie the Pooh, and then also Hatter and Alice, because Hatter and Alice, the one and only time me and Ellen met them, I could not stop laughing for about 10 minutes afterwards. It was just such yeah. a fab experience. They put you in such a good mood, and like trying to have a conversation with Hatter is just so funny. Like He takes everything you say and spins it 180. It's just great. So they are like my top tier characters to have met during my dream day. I'm trying to think who I'd add. I think I'd probably add Goofy and or Pluto because I love mm-hmm. Goofy and Pluto. Yeah, good, eggs. good shit. Yeah. Um, Merida, if she was about and her queue was still open because love, love Merida. Uh, Scrooge would also be on my list. And maybe the Chipmunks, but I feel like the Chipmunks queue is always massively long and closed mm-hmm. off. Yeah. They always just hit it at just the wrong time. Also, Bert and Mary. Oh, yeah. Would love, would love, you know, no, actually, sorry, just one little quack, quick little tidbit that's definitely quack. cheating. <laughs> one little quack. I'd love to meet Bert and Mary in the gazebo or like oh, just outside yeah. the gazebo because I've Beautiful. seen it and I want it. Do, who knows whenever that will happen again. But yeah, just a little side, little, just a little sideline in there. Sorry. If you had to choose between meeting Bert and Mary in front of the gazebo or meeting Bert and Mary with penguins, what are you picking? Bert and Mary in the gazebo. Okay, fair. 
think how cute of a picture that would be. Me, Bert, Mary, Gazebo, Castle. Oh, it would just be so cute. That's fair. I feel you. you. (laughs) With my little, imagine I was, imagine I was in my um, Mary Poppins bound as well with my little ears and my skirt. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Just say it. Love it. So yeah, I think that's everything. I think that is our ideal day. Yeah, and I honestly hope that like if any of you guys haven't really listened to the podcast before or haven't listened to any of our trip reviews, that we've given you some tips for like your next like visit to the park that isn't during COVID times. Because obviously a lot of these things we've done before COVID was an issue or during regular meet and greets and all that sort of stuff. So I hope that we have sort of given like some form of advice to like get the most out of your day. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are somebody that has listened to all of our episodes and has listened to all the trip reports, you were probably one of the people that told us to do this episode. So you're welcome. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please do reach out to us on Instagram. Tell us what your ideal day is. Like, go into full detail. We want to know. Because, as I said, we have our, particularly for Extra Magic Time, we have our formula and we try not to deviate from it because Mm -hmm. it it works. It's successful. You get the results you want from it. But what's yours? Like, what is your extra magic time routine? What do you do? Let us know. Yeah. And if you guys hit us up on Instagram, we're happy to share it on our story. Like, oh, especially, yeah. especially with this kind of stuff, I'd love to, like, get people's opinions on it. And, like, we'll reply back to you. So, yeah, absolutely. If you guys have your perfect days, please hit us up. Because I, I, I also just love hearing about other people's days. Like, that's why I watch vlogs and I follow people on Instagram. Like, I like seeing what other people do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And on that note, I think we are done. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, if you want to hit us up on Instagram, it's at Mickey Waffles Pod. And if you want to DM us on Twitter, it's at Mickey Waffle Pod, because sounds the S. <laughs> yeah, and please do leave us a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to share the episode with your friends, with anybody that likes Disney or anybody that's planning to go to Disney. Do sh- pop us on over to other people and yeah i think that's pretty much everything yep don't forget about our disney pals quiz on the 31st of july Mm. it's um next friday if you want to come no problems just dm us on instagram we'll send you the invite for the zoom meeting if you've never come to one before please don't feel like it's a scary experience we're obviously all so nice if you don't even want to talk you don't have to you can just sit and listen to like the shite we shout on about but yeah if you want to join just dm us on instagram and we're happy to send you the link absolutely so thanks very much guys talk to you next week bye bye This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.